The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and today I have with me Christina Brown. Christina is a homeschool mama of three and the author of akahomeschoolmom.com and Alphabet Smash. Her work has been featured in Proverbs 31 magazine, The Old Schoolhouse magazine, Home Educator Family Times, Greenhouse, and others. She is a hopeless logophile and always breaks for yard sales, which I do too, by the way. She enjoys yoga, running, photography, and wants to own some chickens. Her writing is inspired from her faith in Jesus Christ, adventures in North Carolina with her adventure group, and her 25-year marriage to best friend Richard. She has homeschooled for more than 18 years, serves on the board of Zoe Teens, co-moderates CCHNet, which is Charlotte Christian Homeschool Network, the largest online support group in Charlotte, and serves as a Region 4 liaison to NCHE, which is North Carolina Home Educators. Christina's passion is to encourage others to intentionally connect faith, family, and fun. You can connect with Christina on her website, akahomeschoolmom.com. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so glad to have you. I want to also add that you're part of our Life Schooling Conference team and a huge help to me every year on that event. Um, so we're really glad to have you on this morning. And this year, you actually spoke at one of our workshop sessions. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Tell us a little more about your schooling experience, because I kind of relate to that myself. Um, I was not a big school person. I didn't really fit into that mold. So tell us your experience. Well, I'm from South Florida, from Miami originally. And um, my mom, after my mom and dad divorced, she kind of moved us all over the place. So I went to about six different schools in a a three-year period. So that was part of it. But when I got to Charlotte... They had implemented um, busing, so whatever area of town you were in, you were bused to another area, and then that area, and it was it was supposed to help, um, you know, integration, uh, yeah. and that was the idea behind it. But it was it was really hard because the people I um, had around me in my area neighborhood were going to different schools. So and I and I, hmm. I hated the school. It was just a terrible experience. It's funny too, talking with other people who went to that school. Um, or, you know, having having moved like that, there seemed to be a similar story. Hmm. So that was not, it, you know, when, it, when I, and then when I went to high school, um, all of my friends went to um, uh, the area here where I live, and I was still uh, bused to that area. I guess I was just near a dividing line. But it, huh. it really shaped, um, I, you know, I just didn't, I didn't enjoy school at all. I skipped. Um, I remember in, until I started actually paying for college, and I really took it seriously. I just really, I was average. I was hmm. just, you know, I just did what I could to get by. Yeah, it's interesting you share your experience about that. I didn't realize that you had grown up here in Charlotte for, for a good portion of your life, but um, it's really interesting to get that perspective, I'm sure, for some of our parents, too, who may live here and, and um, may even have their kids in that situation because it's a very unstable kind of, situation to to be bussed around and first of all just having like you said moved and been in different schools um, I think that's one of the things that's so nice about homeschooling is that 
we do have the control as parents over um, over every aspect of our children's lives, really. Um, so it's, it's an interesting perspective there. So as far as homeschooling, did do you think that, first of all, do you think that played a part in one of the reasons why you wanted to homeschool? Because I can imagine you didn't want to put your kids in that same situation with being bussed around and, and, um, and, and going through that type of thing that you went through. Was that it, part of it? I think it played a part later on. I think it, it really grounded it, you know. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I, I never, ever would have picked homeschooling for myself. This was completely out of my comfort zone. And mm-hmm. I, remember, um, I remember a couple experiences in particular. I was with my, my aunt, and we were traveling. My, my firstborn was 18 months old, and we went to Williamsburg, and we went through one of those... Um, you know, like the reenactments where the uh-huh. where you could see everybody, they're, they're really in costume and they're into it. And I remember my aunt was looking at this young group of kids and their parents, and they were asking really good questions. We were very interested. We were watching the whole process. And she looked at me and she whispered, she goes, those kids are homeschooled. And I went, no, they're not. How do you know that? You know, I just thought, that's, that's the craziest thing. I was so intrigued that I went up to them afterwards and I said, so where do y'all go to school? And they all said, oh, we're homeschooled. And I looked at her just dumbfounded, <laughs> just really amazed. Like, to me, that was, um, you know, I kept that in my brain. And and then later, um, when my daughter was about a year or, or a, a couple years old, we went to a mommy and me YMCA, you know, swimming class. And the young woman um, was about 17, 18 years old who was doing the class, and she was so good, and she was so well-spoken. I remember thinking, I don't know adults who can speak this well and communicate Mm -hmm. this and even teach, you know, these little uh, babies with their moms so well. And and I asked her, and she says, oh, I just graduated. I said, where did you graduate from? And she said, oh, I was homeschooled. And it was was another, I thought, wow. Like this, it made such a a huge Mm -hmm. impression upon me. Um, and then the third experience was a, um, a MOPS meeting in Concord uh, that I attended, and a lot of the moms there were starting to homeschool. And uh, these were high-caliber women, you know, solid Christians, leaders, and I remember thinking, wow, that's really interesting, you know, because I, I had, uh, my workplace, I, we kind of made fun of homeschool. There, there was this one <laughs> homeschool dad, and, you know, it was just weird. Um, and, you know, you had this impression of, you know, denim skirts and, right. uh, you know, I, I just, so it was, it, this was totally out of my comfort zone. I never, in fact, it was a very, very hard transition, even after being convicted. Um, and I really believe called by God to do it. It, it still is kind of hard. Yeah. You know, it is funny, those stereotypes that you have about different things and, and, um, you know, some of it makes sense. I think in the early days, there there was a certain segment that um, was a little different, <laughs> you know, and, and not that that's necessarily bad, but if you don't feel that you really fit into that sort of mold of, of whatever it is, but particularly in this case, the homeschooling sort of stereotype, yeah, it feels weird to put yourself into that sort of box it's like oh do I have to pull out my jean jumpers now or <laughs> like is that part of the deal <laughs> but people really do this I think was the you know I yeah I just, it felt odd to me to right. do this I didn't know many people so right exactly well I can remember I think a lot of us who homeschool nowadays kind of have been through that a similar experience um with 
with that whole stereotype thing. I remember being in high school and this girl um, came into high school, I think it was partway through the year, and she had been homeschooled. And for whatever reason, her parents were now putting into her into, I went to a private Christian school. So her parents were putting her into school now, into high school. And I just thought she was weird, <laughs> like, like her social skills, like she would just stare at me and like want to talk. And I'm like, well, you're, you're just different, <laughs> you yeah. know. And so that was sort of my whole introduction to this homeschooling idea. And I remember having that same thought, like, well, I would never homeschool. Like, they're just weird. <laughs> but um, it's funny how God changes you and how you end up doing those things that you never thought you would or that you even said I will never do blank fill in the blank I think um God has a way of humbling us <laughs> sometimes it's you better not say I will never do whatever that is he's got a great sense of humor I think he too. does he really does and and it's good you know it's good to um to realize that that we can be wrong about these things but interesting perspective there so tell us then when you started so so you got over that sort of initial stereotype and you jumped into this homeschooling thing so what was that like when you started did everything go smoothly or um like all of us did you have some bumps in the road well i definitely had some bumps in the road i um I didn't really know what I was doing, and I had no support from family. They all were waiting for me to kind of get over with this, you know, like it was an experiment or something. And so I felt like I had this added pressure to really perform and succeed. So I did a little bit of research, and I, I ordered a very popular Christian curriculum. It was really expensive, and, um, you know, this is before Prime, so it took forever to get here. And I remember I remember when it came in, I remember sitting cross-legged at my dinner. I was so excited because I was like, oh start and I was pulling everything out and there was all this prep work and laminating and worksheets and I was so discouraged because my my three-year-old you know was not ready to to drill phonics and um, I wasn't either and I I didn't want to do any kind of boring worksheets with her and I thought this is crazy (laughs) I was so discouraged I kind of thought you know I'm not a teacher by trade. I've got a business degree, and I just thought, you know, maybe I'm I'm just totally not cut out to do this. So it was very it was very humbling, um, and that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to try to do it myself. Uh, as far as creating something that I, you know, more of mm-hmm. a, a a life play uh, learning tool, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of how I came up with Alphabet Smash. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a name. It was mostly a lot of. Uh, notebooks and loose leaf paper I'd gotten from books and uh, the internet and I just ended up trying to do like a letter of the week but to, to make it fun and kind of uh-huh. incorporate what we were already doing. That's great and so how did that come about? I mean was that like how long were you homeschooling I guess is, is what I'm curious about before you kind of tossed the curriculum aside and said we got to do something different because I find it um, I find it different interesting different personalities you know you have some people that well they're just gonna stick with that that curriculum and that rigid schedule until it kills them (laughs) because that's just sort of who they are and they just you know I admire that in one sense it's a a real tenacity Um, but I think that you tend to probably be a little more like me more that creative type and and so I'm curious how long it sort of took you to say "Eh, we're not doing it this way 
and to yeah, really well, let me say that I, I didn't have some of those all throughout because I you know I did I there were tears I'm like well it says you're supposed to do this it says kindergarten <laughs> and kindergarten so I mean I, I did do a lot of that mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you something that um, I, I did sunlight curriculum throughout which is a lot of living books and mm-hmm. and and I found a mentor it was um, one of the leaders at that mops. Laura Seiler, if you're listening, um, a tremendous mentor. And I remember calling her. Um, it was about the time this, I had gone through this box and was like, oh, no, I can't do this. She, it was, it was late at night. You know, I don't call people after 9 at night, but I called her. It was about 10 or 10.30, just kind of in tears, like, I just don't think I'm supposed to do this. And I'm like, what are you using? And she told me about, about books. And I remember she had her 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 daughter, I can't remember how old she was at the time, but I know she was older than my kids, and she was having to reprimand her on the phone. And she was telling her, she says, no, you have to put the book away. It is time for bed. I said, <laughs> it's time to put the book away. And I remember thinking, what is she using? And so she told me, and, and I mean, sunlight was what she was using, but basically it was the living books. And here her daughter was getting in trouble, you know, probably flashlight reading uh, in bed, and that uh, you know, I was like, wow, I want my kids to do that. I want them to get in trouble for reading. How cool right. is that? So that really is what um, switched my gears from, um, especially in the younger years, being so academic mm-hmm. to, to, you know, doing the snuggling on the couch and reading and realizing just how much of an impact, you know, when your kids are begging you to finish a chapter and you go, you know, I'm sorry, we just don't have time for that. We'll have to we'll have to catch up on that tomorrow. And they're all, you know, that's that's really the reaction you want. Yeah. So exactly. But I, I did. I I am um, a very Type A personality, and it's taken me years. My my third child definitely has it made compared to my my firstborn for sure. As far as me being a little bit more chilled out and not being such a a taskmaster, um, but it, it definitely is a humbling. I think that's why I was so intrigued with your life schooling idea because it's it's powerful um, I wish that I had had a mentor um, this early you know talking about life schooling more and right. I think that's why I'm such a huge proponent of it because um, I really believe this is the way God wanted it I really believe when you rise up when you lie down um, is it you know I, yeah. coming out of that public school system I had this idea of school at home and I also had the added pressure, I thought, of family who didn't agree with me. So so not only did I have to do average, I felt like, I felt like I had to do, you know, well, like it's right. extremely well. Right. Um, I, so I, you know, I really, I really wish that I had had this early on. I mean, I figured a lot of it out on my own. Um, the alphabet uh-huh. that smash was, it was great for my family. We had so much fun. My kids still remember the memories. Um, but I think I would have had an easier time. I think they would have had an easier time had I, I had more of um, this life schooling mentality at that time. I really do. Well, it sounds like um, everything you did, though. I mean, it sounds like you really had a great mentor, and just just the whole thing with allowing your children to love learning. You know, it's, it sounds yeah. it sounds yeah. so crazy when you say it out loud, but really, we have this mentality that. Well, play and fun is for the early years, and then when they go to school, it's time to get serious. It's like, why does that have to be? Why do we have to suck the love of learning out of them by sticking them behind desks and making it so rigid and so, um, 
you know, everyone is, is treated essentially the same. And, and you know, it's funny, I, I um, got a little bit of feedback um, from someone through, through one of our, our uh, conference team members that this lady felt like we were bashing public schools and, and she, that wasn't the experience she had. And so, you know, I think I want to make the clarification that sure, there are some good teachers and, and there are some within the system that are trying to reach that individual child and really teach to the individual child. But the fact of the matter is it's a system and it was built as a system to produce workers for um, during the Industrial Revolution. I mean, that's the whole, if you study the background of public education, you learn this. And so when you start opening your eyes to some of these things and realizing that this is not the way education has always been done, and it's not the way it should be done. It, it really just doesn't work. It works great for producing workers. Um, but it doesn't work great for producing children who are following the Lord with their gifts. Now, God is sovereign, of course, and, and he works through that. But um, I think, like you said, the whole life schooling idea and, and allowing life to be integrated with your learning, with your children's learning, and, and finding those things that they're passionate about, the things that they love to do that God has put in their hearts. That's yeah, what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so tell us a little bit, you know, you said that you didn't really um, you didn't really know about the whole life schooling approach, though it sounds like you naturally sort of integrated some of that, but tell us a little bit about your experience with your kids and finding their gifts and, and a little bit about um, kind of the direction that, that they've gone, because I know you have two older children who, one that you've graduated and another is about to graduate. Tell us a little bit about them and, and what they're doing, how they found their gifts and, and, and all of that. Well, I think I think the biggest thing um, that that homeschooling has allowed us is is that time, you know what I was saying, to find their bets. Mm -hmm. Because we're able to try so many different things, um, you know, art and things like that, that I, I just don't think we would have had the time for. Mm -hmm. See, seeing our, our neighbor's kids who are, you know, doing homework till eight and nine o'clock, I just don't think we would have had that kind of time. And right. the other thing is, is, um, you know, within the life schooling mentality, is just this sense of awe together. I learned right along with my kids because we were reading this historical fiction together. We were learning, you know, looking at bugs together and looking them up and finding out, you know, what kind of thing. So there was a sense of awe, and I think. I think when you have that same sense of awe as a teacher or a mom, mm -hmm. um, I think your kids just naturally um, have it as well because yeah. they're, oh, this is interesting and mom is interested. And, and that same idea of being, being um, you know, excited about something, you know, you know, you could, you could, I could do that with, we're going to go to the Pope's office today and they would be <laughs> so excited because I would be excited. Right. At the same same way, if I was like, Ugh, we have to go to your gymnastics class today, you know, instead of that, that mentality of we get to go to your, you know, this is, this is a, a this isn't a, a right or a have to, this is a mm -hmm. get to. Mm -hmm. And I think that just changes the way that we learn so much. Yeah. My oldest daughter ended up really um, being, being interested in art. And so she did a lot of different things with that um, from, from film 
to art classes to she just got accepted into the art program at UNC Charlotte Uh, and she's done yeah she's done things um she's very interested in graphic design she's uh, made three or four of our business cards she made a banner that I had put together she's done a lot of things like that um that it that came naturally and because we had the time uh, for her to do it I think that it it uh it was just a natural thing for her. So that, that is really exciting. Um, you know, I, I kind of went to school. Uh, I took a business degree because I thought that would make me the most money, to be quite honest. It wasn't really what I had a heart for. So um, not having that pressure, I think it was a beautiful thing, too, because she's doing what she loves. Right. Who just want to do that, right? Right, exactly. Well, you know, it's really interesting. You talk about that excitement and how that you're – own attitude um, and how you talked about things really made a difference with your children and their attitudes. It's interesting how that's so, our mood is so transferable, especially as our children are younger. It just really brings home that that fact that our kids really are very impressionable, especially in those younger ages. And I think, again, that just further solidifies how important it is that we spend time with them because that's one of the things I think about homeschooling is even if you do everything quote-unquote wrong, you're with your children, and you're the one that's having that influence. You don't have to worry about what are they teaching my my children at school because, you know, as you and I know, it's so much more than just the academics. It's so much about character, and you can add knowledge. Um, it's not hard to learn things even after you're graduated why do we think we have to force all the information into their heads when they're young um but that character training and that development it really happens in these early ages especially when they're impressionable and they're they're um learning and growing so i think that's a really important point for parents to understand i definitely learned more during our homeschooling years in history and geography and arts than I ever learned in school. I mean, it, it, I really feel like I educated myself, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. time, you know, with, with my middle daughter, she really has a bent. We, we, I took her to one of the, you know, community college, just a local theater, inexpensive uh, summer, uh, summer play that they had on Annie. And when she, she watched it, and was so, she was four years old, I think, and when she got home, uh, we had, you know, VHSs at the time, and we had Annie. I, I think it might have been the Carol Burnett one. I'm not sure. But she put it in, and she stood up the whole time watching that for an hour and a half, however long it was. And I remember saying, Abigail, come sit down. And she's like, just just in awe. She had just seen it, you know, performed live. And she really got a bug for it. I, I mean, she... Um, She's doing um, promotional videos at our church now. She's taking musical theater. She um, she's got an agent, and she's trying to um, you know make a difference impactfully. Um, That's in, great. In, yeah, somehow you know I don't I don't know where it's going to take her, where the Lord is going to lead her with this. But it's really neat to see had had we not had that time even then to to go and and you know, kind of see some culture and, mm-hmm. and some theater and things like that. Um, I don't know that she would have, have caught that. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. time is, is huge. And just having that freedom of, you know, we're going to go see a play today. And um, that is educational. Absolutely. Time is such a huge gift that we can give to our children that when we homeschool. So absolutely. And, and just being that, that primary influence, again, on our children. Um, and encouraging them 
in, in whatever those gifts are that they have. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned a bit ago about you had a mentor um, who you could call on, and I think that is so key, and I really believe that that's a lot of the reason why we see a lot of um, homeschool burnout and parents putting their kids back in the school system because I don't believe that there's enough of this mentorship idea with, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's it's just a general attitude in the newer homeschoolers coming up, if, if it's just more of a, you know, I think we have the internet and we have so many resources available today as homeschooling has grown and, and um, just with our world and technology. I think that we've sort of become as a culture disconnected from each other and there's not that reliance on that mentor mentorship type of relationship. So um, so I appreciate you mentioning that. I don't know if you have any thoughts um, on that particular topic as well and, and how that uh, really impacted you to have a mentorship relationship. It was huge and it, you know, it was a godly Christian woman too and that made a huge impression upon me. And I think, mm -hmm. I think you know, the Life Schooling Conference, if you, if you all have not had a chance to go to it, it's a great thing because um, you're, you're seeing and meeting and networking with people who are in your shoes and they're mm -hmm. um, teaching and doing what you're doing and they have different ideas and they have um, you know, things that you may not know. Um, also, I think it's huge for your kids to see you doing that. Yeah. Because if you didn't mentor, and then you tried to talk your children into telling them what a great idea it is, they're, they're going to know you're not being authentic because you don't do it. So, And I think that is huge. Um, you know, yeah. our, our fellow friend, Ray Perry, I, I think it's just a great example of that. She um, not only um, is a wonderful mentor, but she provides and, and networks with such great influencers. Right. Um, who are yeah. who not only Christian and, and high caliber high caliber leaders, but um, I just think it's tremendous for our kids to see that. Yeah, because they need mentors in their life as well. Absolutely, I, I, the relationship factor is so important, and you see it all throughout the Bible. Um, just that relationship and how Jesus had a relationship with twelve. 12 men that he was closer to. You know, it's, I think it's modeled all throughout Scripture, um, and it's sad to me that we've sort of become technology-dependent, and, and there's some, some pros and, and cons to that. Um, you know, there's some good things about it as well, but we need real we need real life relationships, you know, that's never going to replace the um, intimate one-on-one, face-to-face relationships and that's one of the things I'm excited about too with these chia chat coffees that we're doing here in the local Charlotte North Carolina area um, that we're going to be starting up is that moms can come together every month I believe we're doing them and just talk and connect and like you said network so I'm really excited about that yeah, I am too, and I, I think uh, Chris, Chrissy Deason had mentioned on the, the first, our kickoff one at the conference, you know, how you actually have, uh, your body actually has a physical change, a physical chemical change right. when you're, you know, face-to-face -face with someone, and I, I, you know, it's true, I think it's huge, you know, we, I think in the, in the olden days, you know, of our grandmothers, there was just more of this picket fence, leaning over the picket fence kind of support mm -hmm. that we just don't have now, yeah. I mean, I, I have um, I only have about twelve or thirteen neighbors on my street, and we re we don't know each other. I mean, we're all self-contained, mm -hmm. and um, it's sad. 
yeah. kind of session, you know, and, and, and I moderate CCHNet, which is a, a, a virtual kind of information portal, which is great, but, but I really encourage um, people to reach out to, to make play dates and to meet up because that really is, you know, when you, when you bond with other women and you pray with other women, um, you fall in love with these women. I mean, it's, and, and their families and um, it's, it's just not the same. I think, yeah. I really believe people and moms who quit homeschooling, I really believe it's because they do not have this kind of um, fellowshipping and networking. I yeah. really, really do. I do too. I definitely do. And we saw more of that in the early days of homeschooling because you didn't have all of the resources and there were so few people doing it that you tended to to um understand the need for that i was going to say you tended to need it more but it's that's not true we still need it but you felt the need more it was more of a felt need back then i think so um so i really think today we have to be intentional about these relationships we have to make sure that we're connecting and and doing that and getting out of our houses um and speaking of intentional i want to talk about that word a minute because um that was your talk at the conference was about being intentional with homeschooling so tell us a little bit more about um just kind of how you related that word to homeschooling and a bit about your talk well i I think it i think this is something i struggle with so much because i you know i'm always going a hundred thousand miles an hour and Mm -hmm. you know i i I tend to go really fast through things kind of you know type a very um, task oriented and I, I realized that how much I'm missing um, and I realized that being intentional is really just about being fully present in whatever you're doing whether you're you know looking at a bug or whether you're reading a book um, you know so often even just when we meet people and and you're introduced to someone and they say their name I, I'm totally not paying attention because I'm thinking about what I'm going to be saying next <laughs> It is, it's really forced me. I, I, it really is a, a, a struggle with me just to really be in the moment. And I've realized that the more I'm able to do that, the more fully I experience life. Um, and I think with our kids, I think that's even more important because I, I've been a terrible example of that. And, and I entitled it um, Coloring Outside the Lines because I... I I color inside the lines and to to color outside the lines I have to be very intentional to do that so um, that's kind of what I meant by it but it's just um, there's just such great rewards deeper connections when when you're more fully present in what you're doing and and, you know slowing down is a big part of it yeah absolutely I love that I think it's so true I I laughed at your um, comment about meeting people because I think we sometimes excuse ourselves, oh, I'm just not good with names, but if we just pay attention, <laughs> you know, um, but that's hard for all of us. It's it's being intentional, like you said, and making the effort to do these things. So um, I, I appreciate that, um, that wisdom there. So before we wrap up, Let's just talk a little bit. I want to I want to know more about your Alphabet Smash book. I love the book. I actually bought a copy and then realized that I probably Corbin was past that age um, where we needed to to learn the phonics and such. But I really love the book and I was happy to support you with it because I think it's the type of curriculum that um, 
that new homeschoolers with these young children who are trying to jam the the curriculum down their throats, they need something like this that's a little more of a laid-back approach. So just tell us a bit about that, if you would. All right, well, when, I, when you know, for myself, I wanted it to be something that was fun. Um, I, it kind of has a little bit of a Charlotte Mason flavor as far as composers and artists and things like that, but on a very small scale, very doable. Um, everything that, that is in here is pretty much can get free at the library or yard sales, kind of, you know, kind of, uh, it's not anything that's really difficult. Uh-huh. But it just involves a lot of, you know, like kinesthetic kind of things. Like uh-huh. kids can make the letters out of petals or leaves or sticks in the yard or out of Play-Doh or writing it in sand or shaving cream, that, that kind of idea. Um, fun things, stuff that they, you know, that they want to do. Um, it, it incorporates food. So, for example, you can make popcorn for Pee Week, easy stuff, ice cream for Eye Week, that kind of thing. So mm. My kids um, did anything from avocados to kiwis. We tried things. I didn't make them eat it. They just had to take one bite. That was all. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they learned in the kitchen. They learned how to, um, you know, to be a little bit more adventuresome. They learned, you know, basic skills, how to clean up, how to measure, how to pour. You know, at three years old, those large motor skills um, are huge. And it, 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 yeah. it incorporated field trips, and it doesn't have to be, you know, in an aquarium. It could be. It could also be, you know, going to a bakery or a library or a post office for Pee Week, that kind of idea. That's... And, I love that. I was just going to say I love that because it's so much a part of this life schooling idea and whether you, you know, we talked about earlier, you weren't really a life schooler or, or didn't know about this concept. But, but again, I think you were integrating it just naturally because that's the whole idea is integrating these life experiences and making learning exciting and real to children, um, connecting it with real life. So I love that. I love how, how you did that with this book and, and really, um, it just, I think it brings learning to life and, and integrates yeah, it. And I think it just, it just doesn't have to be stressful. You mm-hmm. know, you're looking for it. Cause I've, I've been through the Saxons and the Singapores and the horizons trying, you know, but at this mm-hmm. early age, um, they really just need to see the wonder and the awe of, of learning and, and how God, you know, talk about integrating it, this, how God has already done that, yeah. you know, go outside or um, even, even reading his word, um, how you can, how you can just show them that. I, I, I think that the wonder of it all, I think, is something that I really got. Uh, but we were able to in- incorporate art and artist studies. Um, we did something one time called, um, I just called it Being Michael- Michelangelo, but we had read a book about him, and I had the kids take their their paper to the bottom of the kitchen table and, and paint upside down. Huh, um, that's fun. Just to get an idea, you know, of what, what he might have uh, you know, kind of felt like, and, and we discovered, you know, it, it leads to one thing, it leads to another. We uh-huh. learned he wrote a poem about how miserable he was. I didn't know he wrote a poem. It was so. It was a great. Huh. It was a great experience. I didn't know either. <laughs> we did activities. Um, you know, anything from making mud pies to for M Week and building forts for F Week. You know, this is this is girls and boys kind of thing. This is not one thing or another. We we did, I, did, I did something when I had the kids pretend to be blind and they had to eat their meal. We we all did it uh, with a blindfold on, not being able to see. And wow, what a humbling experience! To, you know, getting dressed without being able to see what you're wearing and wow. um, navigating the house. Simple ideas. This this is not you know any kind of rocket science um 
you know, for math, just counting. I remember this video you did of your son. I just loved it. But <laughs> you're pushing him, and every time his toes are pointed out into this blue sky, he's counting. You know, one, two. That that is huge. I used to be so uptight about that kind of stuff. <laughs> your numbers. That's not the next number, but it's such a natural, easy. Yeah, kids aren't intimidated. Um, it, it's beautiful. It's, a, it's just a beautiful way to learn. Yeah, you know, I think we stress out so much, like like we've been talking about. But it's just um, learning is all around us, and it's very natural. We didn't we didn't set that up. I mean, it was just a random. I think we went out to to um, I went out to push him in the swing, and he started doing that, and I'm like, oh hey, let's grab the video camera. <laughs> And show how learning happens because it's just natural. It's integrated with life. But, um, but yeah, I love that. I love how you've brought that into a sort of a curriculum form for those that need that, that kind of structure. And it, that can be um, definitely a great thing to do, to have more of a structured time like that. Kids love to move. Yeah. Yeah. Great learning into moving. I mean, even when we read, I allowed my kids to do, you know, you know, Legos or, or build mm-hmm. or sew or, you know, it, yeah. it, it's a wonderful way to do it. Absolutely. So tell our listeners then where they can grab a copy of that book. Well, I will bet Smash, you can get it online at Amazon. Um, there's a little supplement that goes to it if you if you want to, you know, practice letters. There's, um, you know, where the kids can decorate a letter, uh, you know, like the letter B, for example. Uh-huh. You know, you can p- paint it blue or or put band-aids on it, that kind of thing, just to kind of get an idea. It's, it's, it's not a reading program or anything like that. It's more of an organic awareness of letter sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on Amazon. It's awesome. Alphabet Smash. Great. Well, it has been a pleasure to chat with you today, Christina. Before we wrap up, just what's one thing that you would want our listeners to know? One thing that I would want uh, homeschool moms to know is to be encouraged. I talk to a lot of women who... Um, you know, it's hard being on one income, um, you know, you don't, you don't know what stories people have with illness in their family and, and trying to do this on, on little income um, and no support. I just, just to really be encouraged uh, and to be intentional at this time. Um, I really believe that this, this calling um, is a gift. I didn't always think so because it was, it was so out of my comfort zone, but I really believe um, that if God calls you to do it, he will bless you through it. I really believe it. It has been such a rewarding experience. I cannot imagine um, not having had it. And I'm so grateful and so thankful that he did because um, it's just life-changing. And I, that, the one thing I would say is to be encouraged. That's, that's wonderful. And I think that our listeners definitely will be encouraged this morning listening to you talk. And just, uh, it's been a great conversation. And I just want to thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. I'm honored. Well, that's life as a life schooler. We will catch you next time.